0: Cynic Podcast I'm tonight's host Christopher Bowd. Nearly forgot my name there And uh, I'm joined by Lou McCaffrey
1: Yes you are joined by myself I am here Fucking beautiful In person you. Look at you The beanie hat The beards. I'm trying to grow the beard a bit You maybe need to give me some advice It's yeah. very puby though Don't shave um, Don't rub your pubes in it Would be the two
0: bits of advice To grow it and not make it puby Brilliant yeah. But you're going, you're going from Almost beautiful like a lady Handsome mm-hmm. To a bit off. rough A bit of rough A bit of rough, like
1: you could Better right. off rough and ready Thanks man ready It does
0: look like a bit of a rugged sailor
1: Yep that's exactly
0: it it's good. I know could see you Selling a kilogram of heroin To <laughs> This is a place I didn't <laughs> need it
1: to go <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who it's else is on the show Chris <laughs> uh, And we have uh, Keith Keith McGinty Hard G Good evening. G Good evening, Christopher. The how you hardest done? of G's. I'm good. <laughs> <It's laughs> fucking no as hard as you, pal. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I watch <laughs> yourself <laughs> Oh Jesus! Um,
2: aye, Keith, how are you doing? I'm, I'm Grant. Good, good to be back. I've not been on for a wee while. Um, looking forward to tonight. That was a good interview that we're going to do in the future. Yep, exactly. It's
0: yet to come. Magic. <laughs> um, yeah, great interview um, from French Weekly, uh, Jeremy putting in a shift psg doesn't like them but he's still got all the info so well done thank you Jeremy. good man um before we get to that though we'll talk about hamilton another wee friday night game love a friday night game
1: magic in it fantastic
0: absolutely brilliant um who wants to get started on the actual game uh, well, I
2: only saw the second half, so. That's Kieran's job, usually, aren't it? Uh, did you see the game? I did see the game. <laughs> it's a start. <laughs> I took notes in the game as well. Oh, go for it oh, then. Jesus. All right, well, you're yeah, starting right. then. Uh, Celtic won 4 1. It's a good start. Do you want to know the average age of the back line? <laughs> 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 That'd be a great start. Um, so we, we changed formation, played a 4 3 4 um, to accommodate Shoehorn. Somehow get in the side The handsome Gate that is Patrick Roberts Our new magnificent Number 7 And uh, I think
1: it worked Quite well I think that whole, that whole change of formation Was just Not to be snidey To James Forrest Really Because he was about To get papped it, And They've, they've changed, thing about, changed Things about So that you can get Paddy in the team And him That was pretty nice I don't think it will Happen again But it was nice For one game <laughs>
2: Do you not think so that The three at the back were, Was quite We don't really need That many defenders We don't have that many
1: <laughs> That as well I, I, I don't know I, I, I mean Paddy Paddy's back Can we just say that First off Paddy's Hallelujah. back Hallelujah Paddy's back D- Thank Oof. God um, And he was He was playing in the number 10 um, Obviously That's not his position That's Tam's position So he can bolt but- Um What how do you think he, he did with that, or do you Did you have a point you want to make first? No, well, in in all seriousness, I I, I kind of can't. I don't think he'll play there in a long term. I think I think he will go out. I like I like Paddy being out wide. Um, I like him being out, and he's of course he's better than Forrest, and he brings a lot more than Forrest. So I do think that he will take up Forrest's position and naturally where he played last year. Um, and I do hope that so that we can get him and Rodjick in the team. I think having Roberts and Rodjick in the team, for me, is a lot better than having Forrest and Roberts. You know what I mean? Um, so, I would, I, I liked him playing in there, but I would probably rather he was out wide and we have uh, Tam back as a number 10. Well, for all, he was playing in a little bit. Um, more, he was still getting out wide quite often he was and a
0: lot of the stuff he did he, he did as he kind of came in from the wing or cutting in but I, I think he performed pretty well yeah, for his first game back in fact, yeah, I thought he was amazing but he performed pretty well down the middle when he was there as well yeah, but that's what he loves to do is run at
2: that angle to get either the given go or to manage to, to uh, find a, a space to get that shot and goals and um, but it wasn't him that scored the, the the
0: opening goal, though. It was uh, Armstrong. What Stuart Armstrong? Stuart the hair. What do we think of him? Is it a messianic return to form from Stuart Armstrong, or just there?
1: Eh? Nah. I'm still I'm still a bit better. <laughs> not, not gonna lie. <laughs> That, that taste in the mouth. Ugh, that whole new deal. That's you're just using this for a, a year, aren't you, Stuart? And then you're gonna leave us. And we're just using him for another year, so. I just want the money. <laughs> no, I just take the money. <laughs> um, ach, no, I, Stuart Armstrong. Stuart Armstrong was one of our best players last last season Undoubtedly. for for the latter part of the season, anyway. So we are a stronger squad. we having that quality of. Player there, whether they're starting or whether they're on the bench. So, um, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm happy that he's there. And if he's getting back to the form that he had, then then excellent. Um, and he took his goal was brilliant. He took his goal really well. So he, he's maybe he, he gives you. I, I know we spoke about a bit about in Cham taking his place in the team, but in Cham hasn't really shown much in terms of going forward. Um, so he's maybe not maybe not quite as comparable as what we would have thought in terms of their positions because Armstrong likes to, Armstrong kind of plays the way Joe Ledley was best at playing but then you know, going beyond um, the defenders and things like that um, they kind of, I suppose, kind of Petrov role. Um, yeah. Armstrong gives you more of that than maybe Encham does and Encham's Ch- more like a controller but a class one. Um, so, yeah, no, it's it's good that he scored, good that he's kind of getting his, his form back, definitely. It's a classic armstrong goal, wasn't it? Just an
0: absolute belter of a dig.
1: Yeah, and um, curled it into the, the back post wonderfully. Um,
2: he's just fully energy again, and um, even though he's not been playing particularly well, he's still been scoring the odd goal, which is a great knack to have. Um I think we will see him settle down now. I think he's going to be an important player. I think coming up with the Champions League now, he's going to be maybe a wee bit more important than Callum McGregor, who started the the, the season really, really well. The two of them will be a wee bit interchangeable, but I think Armstrong provides that wee bit more defensive cover with... The, Energy that he's doing, getting up and down. He also works really well with Tierney and Sinclair on the left-hand side yep. of the pitch, <clears throat> um, which is which is good to see. Um, with his return to, to form, I think it is going to be a lot harder for McGregor to get back in. Uh, Cal Max, great. We are tear down. Do, a, a, a wee bit yeah, but. it's it's a long season I've said this already 60 odd games we're going to play so there's going to be plenty of opportunities for it to come back into the side but the one I'm most looking forward to seeing is seeing how Jam develops we were saying last season we were crying out for somebody that was able to switch the ball from left to right with teams defending so deeply against us I would did it at times on Friday night we need someone that can actually Get the ball moving from one side of the pitch to the other As quick as possible To create the space in their back what, Four or five that they've got at the times so, And Cham's got to be great for that And then you've got Armstrong being able to Ghost in and, and
1: score Do you know what I'd like to see? What would you like to see? Now I don't want to sound like The 90 minute Cynic podcast Of a couple of years ago But I'm going to be controversial here I'd like to see Scott Brown out of the team. Oh, fuck off! Right, just not hold on, Hear me out, right? I'm not saying he did the best game against Hamilton, but you need to just no, right? But see, see the see audience. the, wee, see the wee stupid kick out that he done to the boy's jaw, right?
0: Just a, just a natural movement of the foot, as far as I could see. <laughs> I was running along.
1: <laughs> if I, if We've anyf- all flicked the leg, <laughs> ah. Right, if he if he is, you know, banned for that. And misses out Bolt you Get in that room Big Ciaran trying to make an appearance here Um, (laughs) Flashing the legs (laughs) Flashing the legs Ciaran just walked out in a mankini I swear to God (laughs) If you could have seen what just happened Periscope it for (laughs) (laughs) Um, But if, If he was banned for that And missed a game Th- wearing a mankini, he's <laughs> not in the right spot. am not having that, <laughs> Jesus. Um, if Scott Brown does miss, miss a game because of that, I think it would be interesting now with Encham being in there if Encham took his place to see, you know, having maybe Encham and Calmack in there, yeah, um, as the two, and then obviously Sinclair, Tam, and Roberts as the three in front of them. I think it'd be interesting. Just from from a, a point of view of who does he put in there Because we would always have Well, I think we, we thought when Kouassi came in Aye, That he was wonderful. the replacement for Brown But then Kouassi's out injured just now But I still think Encham looks as if he wants to sit Kind of in the same places where Brown wants to sit And do similar things So it'd be interesting to see if we just had him instead of Brown If he could, if he could step up and boss things as well I think know? Part of that would be if we had a settled defence behind them
2: that was strong, that yeah. knew what they were doing together. We've not got that just now. So that's where Brown becomes really important to the side because he, he, he drops back into the, the back four at times to yeah, help out.
0: He's very good at that.
2: So if Coassie had, uh, hadn't had got injured, I think it'd be more dangerous Brown actually taking a wee bit of time out the, the, the side. But just now, I, I, I don't see him going anywhere.
0: Getting back to Hamilton, um, M74. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you swine. Uh, I know uh, stuff in that goals. Um, so we Sinclair, what's yeah. the score about? <laughs> <laughs> I seen the whole game, <laughs> unlike some twice actually. So, technically, I've covered for so you, don't worry. Brilliant. Uh, no, but uh, we'd Sinclair nearly on a hat trick, you got a wee, a wee brace.
2: Well, there was the CrossFit Forest early on that uh, was the, headed away and they, they volleyed, got on the, the side volley right at the keeper. would have been lovely. Um, his goal from, was it Eduard's Eduard yeah, run? Eduard, yeah. I like the look at him already, that he gives us a different type of striker, whereas um, uh, Dembele is a target man that you can play off of. Uh, Griffiths likes to drop deep and make things happen run at people a wee bit um, Edward looks as if he's going to be running in behind and he's got the pace to, to do that it was a really clever run nice wee shallow run um, looked strong as well holding men off and pushing past them yeah it was, it was good to see and he was very unlucky not to get a shot away in the first place but the ball drops to Sinclair and he's just done the keeper with the ice he's done that so many times for us as well um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing a more of um, Edward. I think in the Champions League He could be quite important Especially if we're going to play a, a counter-attacking style um, We need Griffiths in the side just now though For his deliveries Because the deliveries that they game on Friday night were, The ball was hanging in there too too long It was, was it Roberts and Armstrong Most of the crosses from corners were coming from Yep. The one of the the, the most dangerous of balls. Everybody was getting plenty of time to, to to see where it was going. Um. Somebody that did impress me though was a uh, Katie, and the uh, the ball. He's a good was young playing. player, right? Eh? I think he, he'll go far. There's the uh, potential there, but the his style of play's changed a wee bit. He seems to be like passing the ball into midfield with a bit more power. and Playing long balls a wee bit more, the, the, the switching the ball diagonally. He done that a few times over to Forest. And um, there was one ball he fired into Sinclair in midfield. So we're getting up the park
1: a lot quicker for defence. I I definitely think KT already, and you know, fair enough. We've played the qualifying games, and we've played we've played more games so far at this point than than most. I think KT has already shown that he is developing at a faster rate right now than what he has even last year. Yeah, and he came he came a long way last year, but he was out a wee bit with injury and stuff like that. But I think he is mature. He's maturing and becoming a better all round player really quickly. Just now, like each game you're seeing. M- Better, like more quality coming from, him or, or better qualities and things that he's adding to his game on a weekly basis. Like I think you're, you're kind of watching a player. I don't, I don't remember watching a player develop so much game game to game. Yeah,
0: and that's the thing. It's not that he's he's the finished article and there's no more learning. But the word mature, you use, you see that in KT. He doesn't look like a silly wee boy just learning no, his trade. No. He looks like a man who knows how to play the game, but he's just getting better and better and better. When
2: he first broke into the side, it it, it was getting up that uh, wing and firing the the crosses in. He'd cut it back and pick people out. Now he loses the ball a lot less often. Hmm. He'll turn back and actually look for the pass and keep it because he knows that he's got the the teammates inside that we can just spread the play about, switch it from side to side to to keep the, the pressure on the other team. He'll not just go... Bursting down that line and just hit a hopeful ball over, he will turn back. The amount of times he gets fouled as well is I think he's one of the most fouled players that we've got on the side. People like
1: to to leave the the foot in on on. Um, he just gets up, gets on with it. Hey, what, I I, I do think he, he's he's playing like he's a leader now. Yeah. yeah. I mean I, I, I think that that was a bit of genius really from. Uh, from Brendan Rodgers, the way he gave him the captain's armband, the Kilmarnock game, at the, I think he gave him it at the perfect time. He said the perfect things afterwards about his future and his the potential that he's got. And I honestly, I, I feel as if that was that was a massive moment. I think KT will look back on and go, "That's when I really, I really kicked on." Because I, 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 just, I, I think he's he is getting better and better, but he he looks to me like he's he's. Give him one a year And he'll be a captain Well that's it Because I mean, We'd all kind of said Our oh,
0: future Celtic captain But it's all well and good that He's a Celtic boy He's a great player He'll be the captain But as you say He got handed the armband And he is really Looking like a leader On the
1: park He's Supporting his teammates He's making the right moves He's <sighs> <it's> Some, <sighs> Someone else that um, Just He's just popped into my head So we might as well go with it. Um Paul McStay No Um <laughs> Someone else that I had down as a future Celtic captain, Stuart Armstrong. Nope. Joel Ledley. Nope. Hendel. Nope. Okay. Liam Henderson. Aye? I am. Well, I, I'd, I, gen, Well, it's not. It's not going to happen now, <laughs> right? But I am. I am gutted that that boy has not had his opportunity. And, and obviously, there must be reasons he must not be showing it, or else he would have got his opportunity. Because Brendan Rodgers is very fair, but I am gutted that he's wasting away and he's probably going to leave us. Because I, I really think he has quality that we're just not getting a chance to see. I mean, you never know, you never know. Maybe maybe we will get to see it at some point in this season, but I'm really worried that he's going to leave us and it's going to be a regret. Well, I think the way it looks just now, I think
0: he'll move on somewhere. And I, as you see, he's got the quality there, so hopefully um, he'll have a very successful career elsewhere. But there's no point. We want to have young Scottish players in the team, but there's no point um, shoehorning them in when
1: uh, we have got better players. Yeah, not 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 just for the sake of it. And obviously, being a midfielder at Celtic is is it's difficult to get in because of get we have got quite a number of good quality midfielders. It's diff- very difficult to push your way in. But I think he was one that I thought Yeah. he's going to be the one. I mean, you think, see that pass for Gadetti in the Inter Milan game when he came on as a sub? Pff, that was stupid. I, I know exactly how you feel. I still hold that little glimmer of hope for Scott
2: Allen that he's just going to tear it up at Dundee. Yep. But you need to let that go.
1: Well, think it is time <laughs> there's chance of Endo being Celtic captain I'm afraid <laughs> but yeah no I, what about Edward? I only I only saw the second half um but by all accounts from what I heard the first half we were fantastic but Edward is getting quite a bit of praise.
0: Yeah.
1: I like the look of him I like the look of him second half and his goal was really good but I'm I'm kinda getting excited. That's it. I mean, I would say in the first half he was almost outshone by the other attacking
0: players. But when he was yeah. involved, he looked very good. He just he could have maybe been a wee bit more involved in in the play. But um, yeah, he looked great. His goal, which is funny because we are told he's a great finisher, his goal everything was perfect except the finish, which yeah. was a little bit uh, maybe not lucky. But aye, anyway. he seemed to get fair amount
2: of power with his left foot though. Yeah, uh, it was um, great determination to. Win the ball back in midfield in the first place and then the little give and go with Paddy um, to get that shot away was, was great. The other thing I, I, I liked about him was, uh, I think it was a wee bit after that,
1: there was the, the cross in the header. Yeah, off the bar. Ah, the power that he got behind yeah. that. Although he was offside, do not he? Was offside, he? But, yeah. No, he looked, looked good. <laughs> he, he's got a physicality about him that that's why I, I, I just think he, he looks like... He's Luis Ronaldo. That's who he is. Done. <laughs> what? We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. fat Ronaldo. No, I'm joking. That's shocking that people call him fat Ronaldo. I will stab you.
0: <laughs> good Ronaldo. That's what I call him. There's a good Ronaldo
1: and an okay Ronaldo. Aye. Luis is the good Oh, no. Aye. No, there's Ronaldo, then there's Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, that's I'll the way I like it to that. think. Yeah. But um, the best striker of all time and the guy that plays just now. Aye. Uh, Edward, I- I- He could. Ah, fuck it! I'm getting excited. I think he's brilliant. Aye, <laughs> <go for> <laughs> right, sign him up. It wasn't a perfect game, but for a debut, I thought it was
0: fantastic. He
2: minded me a wee bit of uh, middle baldy
0: Just uh <laughs> <laughs> I
2: know what <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the poor boy. He uh, scored for a start. So did Baldi. Baldi scored a couple of jammy goals. It just didn't look. It didn't look refined enough. Just now, he's running with the ball. It wasn't he totally silky? It
1: wasn't he? Amido Baldi, needs, needs Amido Baldi fitted the the physical profile of a football player that we wanted. Yeah. Big, tall, strong, powerful striker who was just shite <laughs> and it didn't work out. <laughs> Our scouting department was really not doing very well for a, for a while there. Strikers particularly, there was a... Yeah. Uh, so We've got about 10
0: million wasted on 2 million pound strikers, just one after the other. And we could have got Finn Boggison for that. We could have. But instead, and look at him
1: now flying. Instead, we get Barry Bangura. <laughs> <laughs> Big Baza. Big Baza.
0: Aye. Um, Hamilton, any other kind of call outs, Keith? Yeah, I quite liked. Um, what about Calmac? What do you think of his performance? Just to destroy
2: your arena? I was thinking about him the other day. He's. I couldn't think of another player since Paul McStay that we've developed in centre midfield that's as good as him. Colin Healy fizzled out. Liam Miller did nothing. <coughs> There's not been a homegrown Celtic player that we've had is not yeah. saying he's as good as Paul McStay or he's going to be as good, but as a consistent centre midfield player, we've not had one
0: since. Could be onto something though. He's really. In the centre of the midfield, no, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, but we're talking about that with strikers as well. We haven't developed a striker in God knows how long.
2: No, it was the um, well, sure, Maloney was, but he wasn't really a, a striker, he's more yeah. a tight midfielder forward. Um, no, Tony Watt was the last
0: great hope. So you know you what? That goal at Bar- Barca goes Random. but it's enough though. That's all, that's all he needs, that's all he needs. He'll be fine in Mega for
2: the rest of his life. Um, Not that the game was entertaining. The only other thing I think of was um, Biton in defence mm-hmm. uh, came on. We conceded the goal. I don't think there's much to worry about there. But Gordon for the goal. I think more that somebody should have been running with him because we've got the was it three four players in front of the the ones in the the zones that should be running with
0: the Hamilton I- uh, runners, but. Absolutely agree I think Gordon It just looks silly When yeah. Gordon comes out And does that I, Yeah And I don't I don't think Gordon's blameless For that goal But no. you're absolutely right People were shouting to Gordon When actually well, Where's the defence Why is Gordon left to that There's no way uh, Gordon gave a shout People I, should have been moving already The guy shouldn't have
1: been there alone Ask about the third Or fourth goal this season He's been beating He's right. near post Nah He's a flapper He came He should have caught that I think I actually think Watching it I think he totally misjudged the flight of the ball. I, th- I think he thought it was going to be a... It was going to be more hung up in the air than what it was, but it actually came in with a bit more power and it was... It would a lower... It was, lower, it was at a lower trajectory, I think is the correct word, than what he possibly anticipated. Nice. Whether that was possibly... Due to the wind conditions I don't know it was the wind But the flappy bird came out And he didn't get near the ball <laughs> And he shouted KT And KT absolutely rightly Within his rights Went Fuck this that was, Gordon's no, coming KT shouldn't have been dealing with that But there should have been somebody else I agree But uh, but KT was the one that was in front of him at oh, Marking, KT marking, marking doing, the front post yeah, area
0: KT was doing his job there there's but a big he, space he's run into that be sh- should be managed by somebody else. But Katie, KT was jumping like a salmon. I'm not blaming KT here. No KT's one can. Doing, KT has done his job perfectly. Thanks. everyone else done their job as well as KT, it wouldn't have been a goal. Fucking Gordon had. There's a big difference that Jozo went off. That, that kind
2: of, He would have been bossing that defence. That would not have happened if, if he hadn't gone off. Yeah. Possibly but not, but we've got possibly to not. Our only defender at this point. Yeah. Who's just signed a, a new deal <coughs> along yeah, with, with Scott did. Brown. He's happy with was it four year four four years
0: for him and two for Brown. Fantastic. Well I
1: will do there's it. your Torino rumours <laughs> doing that the pan. Um so I, I I think it's good that you know, Yo's hopefully gonna be judging by that deal, he is the one that we're building the centre of defence round, I think that's a fair assumption to make yes. um, so if we're bringing in a I new centre oh thanks, if we're bringing in a new centre half at any point in the near f- future it will be to hopefully partner Big Yozo um, he is the rock in which this church will be built on
3: <laughs> which that, I'm pretty
1: sure was in the bible uh, that's, that's, that's in Peter himself that's what he said wasn't it, aye San Pietro Good, good Nailed it I, I go to the chapel Is that us hitting our demographic there? Aye Well Yeah I'm listening Good I feel like Fraser <laughs> Does
0: that make me Ross?
1: <laughs> yes it does <laughs> <laughs> It does Keith could be your boyfriend Or he could be <laughs> <laughs> He could be Bill Duck <laughs> 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 Oh this is horrible. Excellent
0: <laughs> So aye. Um, Hamilton, all done there. Oh, aye, well done
1: with that. Done with
0: that, up, the road. That. up the road there. Uh, delighted to sign on Captain Scott Brown, another two years, fantastic bit of business. Uh, what did we think we didn't, well we kind of talked on uh, the, not a red card, but uh, the
1: kick to the face. Like it's, it's, Just, I don't care what anybody says, he meant it. If he's just stamping his authority in the game, that's what it was. <laughs> on he that guy's face.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he seems we know it's just wiggle
1: as he came. He knows what he's doing. He's being cute. He wasn't looking at him. Ergo. Aye, but he knows what his mean, face it. is. Yeah, does he? Oh, okay, he out. Come on. Aye, okay. If, if, if I had if <laughs> been a, a player wearing blue, we would have been up in arms saying he's a dirty so-and-so. So I think we've got to accept it. That wasn't the cleanest performance from Scott Brown. Yeah, well, no. no, he just he wasn't
0: actually that great.
1: But he never got caught, so. Ha, ha, ha. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Shocking.
0: Yeah. Um, so, this is probably a good time to cut into our interview uh, with Jeremy from uh, French Football Weekly. Weekly. Boom. If there isn't a particularly Gallic name in origin,
1: where did your, your fascination with the French football
2: come from?
3: Um, I've actually got dual nationality, you won't be surprised to know it's my mum rather than my dad who's French, so uh, basically I've been brought up following sort of English and French football. So you're um, sorted
2: for Brexit then?
3: Sorry? You're sorted for Brexit when it happens? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've got somewhere to go when the whole place collapses. <laughs> nice. And who is it, who's your team in, uh, in France? Uh, my team's met the the team that got smashed by PSG at the weekend.
2: Ah. So this is gonna be just That's... a hate filled rant for the next fifteen minutes then? Good,
3: good. Uh, I, good. I haven't go. I, yeah, I don't know if you saw the sending off but I haven't calmed down yet. yeah,
0: uh, it's shocking, <laughs> isn't it?
3: <laughs> it normally when we,
2: we start off our, our interviews we ask it what the favourite biscuit is, but we thought we'd be a little bit more cosmopolitan tonight and ask you what your favourite a T C Lay is.
3: It's not very exciting, but I don't think you can beat a pound chocolate. Oh. love them.
1: Oh. Even the way you said that, I don't think Keith can say that any better. long. one.
2: Okay, we were quite asking what, how much of a, a mockery would you say that PSG uh, made of UEFA's financial fair play rules with the signings that they've made this summer? <laughs>
3: Um, I've got to be careful about this because sort of within Ligue 1 I kind of, I'm not PSG's biggest fan but as soon as it gets on the kind of European stage I get a little bit protective of them just because they're they're a French team but I think it's difficult to say I think the whole, as far as I understand or as anyone understands the, the financial fair play rules the whole point is that you're sort of having to kind of keep to three-year budgets or yes. sort of three-year planning so in theory the way everyone's saying that you know they, they've broken the rules I don't think you can say that until a couple of years down the line because if their assurances that you know with sponsorship deals and selling players and shirt sales and all that kind of thing if what they say is true then they've got a plan in place to to cover it all um I <laughs> I can't believe they're stupid enough to to take such a big risk and to be honest after the Neymar signing I was thinking I reckon they probably can cover that but with Mbappe as well I'm not I'm not sure and this whole loan deal seems wrong so in terms of making a mockery if they're sort of making a mockery by finding loopholes and and doing stuff that's perfectly legal because they found a way to get around it, then part of me thinks, you know, good for them for spotting it. But if, you know, at the same time it does feel a little bit like there's a bit of a witch hunt going on against, the, you know, the big teams of Real and Barca and Bayern and Bay sort of closing ranks because they don't want another team to sort of... Um, kind of butt in on their monopoly of all European success. I don't, I don't like the way that's happening. I don't like the way that the head of UEFA came up with a quote this weekend saying I know exactly what decision I need to make to stay popular and that's to ban PSG. That suggests that it's not going to be an entirely fair decision. Yes. Um, you know, like Ray and Barca they're happy to have Emirates and Q- Qatar on their shirts and they're happy to get lots of TV money and, you know, state help from the Spanish government. So it seems to be a lot of double standards to me.
2: Well, that's the thing. If um, PSG are in any danger from um, UEFA, then they could just put a sponsor on their top and get sponsored for 500 million euros for the next three years, and that's them covered, mm. I suppose. So
3: Yeah, it, there's, I mean, there's the whole thing about I don't understand all these sponsorship deals with Qatar, with Qatar and, you know, whether it's the state government or I don't understand exactly how it works. I think they're, they're obviously straddling the line one way or another, but they claim that they've been open with UEFA the whole time. The one thing that I think possibly could be a problem for them is I think they did want to sell a couple of players before the transfer window ended and they're going to want to over the next year or two. Um, I'm not sure those players are going to necessarily play ball, and if other teams know that they're desperate to sell, they're obviously not going to be willing to pay top dollar for them.
1: Yeah, obviously, Jeremy, we're all um, we're all big Celtic fans, and um, we don't we're sponsored by Daffabet, and we don't quite have the money that um, PSG have got. But can you can you see any? Can you give us any kind of? Um, Positivity and, the, and that we could possibly get something from tomorrow night's game. Is there any? Is there any areas where PSG are weak that we could possibly exploit? Well, first of all, you're at home and you've
3: you've got a great record against pretty much everyone at home. So I think yeah. you know it's one of the most intem- intimidating stadiums in in the world. So and I I think there's a couple of mentally weak players at PSG. So I think that's already a, a sort of help for you tomorrow um but also i just as great a window as people say psg have had because they've signed a couple of huge forward players but their weaknesses the last couple of years have been in defense and they haven't done much to to sort those problems at all so i still think defense is an issue you know even against mets at the weekend who have lost every match so far this season. They hadn't scored since the first half of the first match of the season. They should have been two-one up before before the sending off. Um, PSG really I'm not convinced about the keeper. I'm not convinced about the back four, and I think I might discuss it in a bit. But they're really short of a decent defensive midfielder as well. I think. And I mean, my advice to Celtic would be attack down down PSG's left, down your right because Neymar, as fantastic as he is, he's not bothered with defending, and um, Kozawa has not looked that great recently on the left. If Thiago Silva is playing with Marquinhos at the centre, he'll be on the left side of the defence, and I'm less and less convinced about him by the year. Um, Messi's goal the other day came from their right, and uh, the goal that the first goal that PSG conceded against to lose a couple of weeks ago also came from that side, so I think that's definitely their weak side if you attack down there.
1: And just just in, in terms of the kind of group overall, what what do you think? Obviously PSG with the money that they've spent and they've got obviously clear ambitions to try and win the Champions League, but how do you rate them against the likes of Bayern Munich? I mean. what... Obviously the the two of them will be going Toe to toe really for the For the the top of the group Do you think How do you think PSG stack up overall Against a team like Bayern I mean Bayern beat at the weekend um, Beat yesterday off of Hoffenheim Maybe not quite Maybe at the level they were Maybe under Pep Guardiola But do you think PSG are getting close To that level where they can really Challenge you know, and and really look believe that they can win the Champions League.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think they've got a team now that, on their day, can beat anyone, even even Real. And yeah, I mean, I was just watching the German highlights. Bayern haven't had the greatest start to the season; they look a little bit stuttery. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say PSG are stronger than Bayern at the moment. But at the same time, Bayern are past masters. The Germans know how you know if you can call this tournament football with group stages followed by knockouts the Germans are the experts on that just get the feeling somehow Bayern will do the bare minimum of what they need to do and then they'll start concentrating properly once it gets to knockout stages but on paper I think PSG is stronger now Yeah You mentioned PSG's right hand side there
2: Uh, sorry the left hand side with with Neymar and his reluctance to track back and help out defensively Um, the last time he played at Celtic Park he had a bit of a run in with Mikael Lustig Um, has there anything been made of that either online or on any of the French media
3: Um, I haven't seen anything about it on French media but I don't know I mean Neymar he hasn't got a bad disciplinary record considering he probably has spent most of his career being kicked around quite a lot although I agree that with Lustig that he's sort of plays it up a bit at times as well but I think he, he has he does have his petulant moments so yeah I mean if Lustig gives him an early sort of you know goes through him early, early on I think he could rattle him a little bit I don't see why not but at the same time it was quite impressive Neymar having the guts to stand up to him yeah it was, it was
2: entertaining to say
3: the least anyway <laughs> um... Well, Lustig was twice as big as him, so yeah, he's pretty brave.
2: Especially when he was ushering them off the parkies, but oh, that was good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully more of the same
3: this time. I hope so. I mean, you know, you're not supposed to say that, are you? But we all love a bit of a, a, bit of a fight in the middle of the match as well.
1: A bit, a bit of
3: banter. A bit of banter never hurts. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say, um, with the we've talked about the the forward line. Do you think it is um, the most dangerous and most attacking uh, PSG team that you've you've ever seen, or does it compare to the the, the classic PSG teams of the past? <coughs>
3: um, I think it's probably the, the best there is. I mean, there's been some brilliant combinations in the past, like. Joka, and Loco together, or um, Ococha and Ronaldinho, but it was sort of quite early in Ronaldinho's career, quite late in Ococha, so they weren't sort of both at their peak. Um, Early on, you had like Ginola, Rai, and Weir all together, which is fantastic as well. But in terms of depth, depth of quality, I think this is definitely the, the best. I mean, you know, as well as Cavani, Mbappe, Neymar, you've also got Draxler, Di Maria, Locke-Helso, Lucas Mura, um, I'm sure I'm missing one or two, but there's just, there's so many of them. And you've got like Rabio and Varati further back, who is, and Pastore, who are still brilliant playmakers as well. So they're just, they're so spot for choice. You know, you could, you've could you got decent starting forward lines for about three top-class teams there.
0: And um, you kind of mentioned a weakness in um, Attacking PSG, but do you think there is much that can be done to to stop that forward line? Is there anything that's been done effectively in the kind of and it's only very uh, very early days in the season? But do you think there's much Celtic <laughs> can do to, to hold hold back the storm?
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm tempted to say just make sure Neymar and Mbappe aren't free and just let Cavani have every chance. Cause I'm still not convinced <laughs> yeah. about about him, but um. Uh, to be honest, there is. A much, I don't think there is much you can do for those reasons. That you know, you're you're covering, you're you're, you know, take the risk of double teaming one player and then you leave another one free, and they're just Neymar's just fantastic at dropping back, finding space. Um, you know, obviously Mbappe is is new to the team. Neymar's relatively new as well. But Mbappe's only played the one match, so they haven't entirely got. Um, brilliant understanding yet and depending what, what formation um, Emery comes up with um, Mbappe the other day against France he was played on the right and sort of kept drifting in and getting in other people's way um, at the weekend he, he was sort of played behind Cavani but they ended up like often getting in each other's way as well so um, <laughs> I feel like Possibly that their, their, their biggest weakness going forward might just be a lack of understanding between each other, but they're still going to make so many chances. I think it is difficult to stop them. But, you know, a, de- a decent sort of strong centre half partnership, I think, can rattle them. Cavani's strong, but I think, like I said, I think he's the weak link of the three. Um, Mbappe in the past, you know, in last year's. Um, League Cup final, he was really bullied by Silva. Um, so, you know, he's not he's not yet the finished article. So, you can make life difficult for them, but just they're, they're so good and they're going to create so many chances that it is hard to stop them.
0: And you, you touched on Mappy not being the, the finished article. Uh, well, there's kind of two questions I was going to ask. Do you think that the money spent on him or that's going to be spent on him because of the way they've, they've done it do you think that's a little bit too much for a boy that's so young and has had so little experience um, and the other thing I was going to ask it might be too soon for it but with Neymar coming in to be the kind of number one man kind of get out of Messi's shadow a little bit to PSG, do you think bringing in the young starlet mbappe Bappy as well there could eventually be some sort of um I don't know, issues there because those those two two guys wanting to be the number one star, if you will.
3: Um, in terms of the money, I just think the Neymar signing just blew everything out of the water, and I don't think anyone knew what they were doing anymore for the rest of the summer. Um, you've got, you got in know Dembele, he's fantastic, but he went for fifteen million a year ago, and one hundred five one hundred forty five million one summer later. Uh, As good as he is, that's just ridiculous. You've got, you know, Man City spending fifty million on a fullback, and then Monaco, who are about to sell their other fullback to Man City for a lot less, said, "Hang on, if you're if you're buying Walker for fifty, Mendy's worth a lot more than that." I just think we say it every summer, but I really think it's gone mad now. So with Mbappe, we don't know because he's so young. In a couple of years, it could turn out to be a bargain or it could turn out to, to have been the biggest waste of money. To be honest, I think it's probably more likely to be a bargain or sort of decent value for money relative to Neymar, because I really think he is he has the potential to be the best in the world. I think it's fantastic. Um, in terms of the other question, I, I think Mbappe certainly saying all the right things at the moment about Neymar definitely being number one. And I think because of their ages and... Neymar being at his peak and Mbappe still having a way to go, um, I don't think there's going to be an issue there for the next year or two. But yeah, I mean Mbappe is he's from Paris and as popular as Neymar is, if if Mbappe carries on scoring twenty, thirty goals a season for the next couple of years, mm-hmm. um, I think he could become the hometown hero, especially if he helps France in the World Cup next year. But. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure that's likely.
1: And what do what do you make of the we've kind of we've got what three French players now, and obviously uh, Dembélé. Um, we we signed in Cham in the summer, and we've now got Edouard, the um, the PSG striker on loan. What do you make of um, particularly Edouard and, and and Cham? Do you do you rate them highly?
3: Um, yeah I do and I just I think it's um, in in England it's always been a problem that, that decent young players don't get a chance in France it's been the reverse because they, they they're such a selling league usually young players do get the chance but PSG is becoming the one exception um, where because they're signing in all these, these top players a lot of the young players are having to look abroad um, so you've got or as well. He's, he's gone to Germany this summer. He's kind of a year or two ahead of, of Edouard in his development. But I think it's great to see players like and Chan and, and well Dembele obviously was playing, but at a lower level. Yeah. I think it's great to see them move to Celtic to get European experience as well, which I think is really important. And just to, to yeah, to give themselves a chance to show their potential. You know, Dembele, I think he did Really well to to keep hold of him because he was in such demand. Even you know, even doing reasonably well at Fulham, I'm not sure he'd have been in the shop window as much as as he has been this summer because he's been doing it at the top level, winning medals. Um, yeah. I think it's great for them. Well, just just on the, on Dembélé, talking about transfer
1: fees and the ridiculous money that's going for players. Yeah, if you were sorry to...
3: before I was meant the other Dembélé, the one who got
1: Yeah. Of course, but on, on Moussa Dembele, I mean, obviously, strikers are at a premium anyway. How much do you think Celtic... Another another season like he had last, for example, um, scoring goals in the Champions League, scoring goals domestically, how much do you think is a reasonable amount for Celtic to demand from a team if a team in England comes calling? Because it seems to be, obviously, that... the. The transfer fees are just skyrocketing. Personally, I would feel almost kind of, I know it sounds absolutely crazy for a team like Celtic, but you almost feel kind of hard done by if you're getting kind of like 15 million for a player. When you you see the the crazy money going on just now, what what do you think would be a reasonable amount for, for someone like Moussa Dembele?
3: At the rate he's improving, and, you know, he's doing it for France under-21s as well, um, and he might find it tough to get into the, the full squad at the moment, but, uh, you know, every chance he's been given at every level, he's doing the business. So, uh, as you said, considering some of the fees that are being banded about, 50 million I think is more than reasonable. Yeah. I mean, I'd say possibly he's a kind of ideal player where you'd want sort of lots of clauses saying, you know, if he scores this many in the Premier League, if he becomes a full international, that kind of thing, yeah. then, then you've got add-ons. But um, you can't fault his career progress so far. And it, it, um, you know, he works hard, He, you know, no controversy, and he's doing a brilliant job. So as you, as you said, there aren't that many really top-class strikers available.
1: It it does seem as if we have possibly bought brought in the the boy Edward as is maybe a a replacement a future replacement for Dembele if the Dembele was to go next summer and it, we do we do have an option to buy Edward for I think eight million or ten million euros eight million uh, pounds or something like that. Do you think that have, have you seen enough of him in French football or, or <coughs> in the the kind of. Under twenty ones to suggest that that would be a good option for Celtic as a as a kind of longer term replacement for Dembele. I
3: think it's really hard to tell at the moment. As as a youth player, like the PSG youth team for all the French youth teams, his he was absolutely prolific. He, I'm not going to say single handedly, but you know was player with the tournament and I think by far the top scorer when when France I think under 17's won the Euros um, but sort of since he's turned pro he's lost his way a little bit you know, obviously found it harder the competition at PSG was loaned to Toulouse but didn't do fantastically there and then obviously got into a little bit of trouble off the pitch um, the, funnily enough the, the Toulouse manager has actually been a lot more complimentary about him than other people, even though I think he scored like one in 17 or 18 for them, so not the best record of those, only four starts. Yeah. Typically his goal against Mets, by the way. But um, <laughs> I, he's def, everyone acknowledges he's got the potential, but just I think he's finding the the step up from youth football to professional football tough. And a lot of people are really hoping he makes that step. But at the moment, it feels like the jury's out, and I think moving—he's only 19, I think—but moving to Celtic, I think, it's a good move because I guess it will kind of make or break him to, you know, be away from home. Either he'll, you know, really mature and take on that responsibility, and I think it's good. There's a couple of other French players there to support him. Yeah. Um, or you know, it could go very badly, but. If, if he, you know he's had a great start and as we said compared to some of the prices 8000000 million isn't really that bad No, not at all um, Just before we wrap
2: it up I'm just going to ask what is your prediction for tomorrow night in Celtic
3: Park? Um, <coughs> I, don't, I definitely don't think PSG will run away with it but um,
2: People said that last year about Barcelona, and they, they skipped us seven 0 To be fair, so I know. Yeah,
3: but, but <laughs> no, this, at Celtic Park, it was a bit closer, though, wasn't it? I suppose, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm afraid I can't. I can't see you clean, keeping a clean sheet the way that that front three are playing. But as I said, I think PSG can be attacked as well. I'll go. 2-1 PSG
1: Wow, that is very polite thanks Jeremy um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say at least five
3: Yeah, I was thinking
0: 5-4-30 <laughs> You're dreaming It depends yeah, if yeah. the referee does PSG a favour though he did at the weekend <laughs> Get over it mate Let's <laughs> then move on um, Is there anywhere our listeners
3: can give you a follow Jeremy? Yeah um, So the, the French Football Weekly um Twitter handle is French FT Weekly, and mine is Jeremy Smith ninety eight, and then we've obviously also got the uh, FrenchFootballWeekly.com dot com website, which um, isn't the most prolific in terms of posting articles, but we've, we've got a weekly blo- uh, podcast, and uh, yeah, an article will appear every now and again. We
0: know all about that. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a nine <laughs> minutes. <city. laughs> I uh, Great stuff. Is there any kind of final bits you, you would like to add, Jeremy, or anything else about the game you think might be telling?
3: Um, no, I, just, I think, um, I mean, if, if Pastore plays, which he probably won't, look out for him because he's just a sort of Rolls voice of a player to watch. He's brilliant if you're a neutral because... He's either going to be absolutely fantastic, or there's absolutely no point in being there, and it's just fun to watch everyone get frustrated. <laughs> but no, I just, I just I think it's going to be a really good game because I, I think you can um, you can scare some of them, but the fact is, name Cavani, like I said, I'm really not convinced. But Neymar and Mbappe, if they're at their best, even if it's against your team, they are a joy to watch together.
2: That's
3: great. Thank you very much for for joining this year. I appreciate your
0: time. Hopefully speak
2: to you again soon. All right. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Cheers,
1: mate. Cheers, Cheers, Cheers. (laughs) mate. Ha ha.
0: great stuff there from Jeremy thanks again follow him at jeremysmith98 and uh, just search for French Football they will pop up nice and easy uh, so gentlemen now we've heard from the PSG expert let's, let's hear from the Celtic experts uh,
1: when are you Kieran do you want on? to
0: come back no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no you keep your man, Kieran Nelson <laughs> Louis yes tomorrow
0: huh. One of the biggest teams in football, world football, comes to Parkhead. Do PSG have a chance against Celtic?
1: Absolutely, Chris. Absolutely, they do. I'd even, I'd even make them favourites. Um, it's, it's one of these ones we we work so hard to get to the Champions League. Um, and I still stand by the fact that. A lot of it for us is to do with the money rather than real ambition to to do well in the tournament. Obviously, now that we're all there, we want to try and do as well as we can. I think the draw was brilliant. I think we've got you know some really exciting games coming coming up. If you are lucky enough to be going away to the away games, you've got some great places to go visit. Um, and I think it'll be I think it will be interesting because we have a chance of, I mean. We're all saying we have a chance and none of us have watched Anderlecht, but we all think we can take them and and finish third. It'll be interesting. I think tomorrow night um I think tomorrow night will be significant in that it will it'll be a good marker I, I think for where we are in terms of our maturity because last season we went into the Champions League first game absolutely Dominated and let's face it, kind of humiliated. No, fair enough. That was a way in the new camp, and you know the, the players already. They all right, they hadn't played in Brendan Rogers' team in his system, and we're way further down the line. So hopefully tomorrow we put in a performance and at least. At least if we don't win the game, at least that we can put in a performance that suggests we're not going to be, you know, whipping boys for the likes of Bayern or PSG, that we're actually here to to do a bit and, and, and show that we've got something about us. Um, I think we're a better first eleven than what we were last season, um, if we have a defence, which is the big the big concern about tomorrow, but I just hope we give a really good account of ourselves. Yeah.
0: And it's almost your, I would agree with you and that our, our starting 11, I think, is stronger. However, right now, our top, um, top two strikers are injured
1: or not, not available Put potentially. Gri- well, Griffiths is, yeah. uh, Griffiths today, he said, is fully fit and ready. Can he be f- fully fit? Well, let's take that. We'll see.
0: Um, which would be a huge difference, and then, as you say, defence we we're, we're struggling for injuries there. So it's it's not the best time to have this game. Do you think um, that's some great eye work there, Keith? That, that eyebrow. Do you think we can? Um, do you think we can take something away from this game, Keith? I think
2: what we need to do is make sure we don't embarrass ourselves with big teams like us coming to Celtic Park. The one thing I always want is a goal for Celtic. Hopefully the first goal at least, hopefully the winning goal, but a chance for everybody that goes there, that's built up all day, a chance for us all to go mental and just lose ourselves for that few moments. That's all I ever want for the big games like that. When we did it last season against Man City, it just drove the team on. And that's what I think helped us get the three goals against Man City, who up to that point were unstoppable. Yep. And we managed to hold on for the last, what, 20 minutes, 30 minutes When we totally ran out of steam there as well There's no doubt that PSG are a top class side And the players that they've got, especially offensively Are just phenomenal Without even bringing in Mbappe and uh, Neymar the Draxler, they've got Verratti, Rabiot They've got some fantastic players And I'm looking forward to seeing quite a few of them So, um I just hopefully that we get that chance
1: to go that wee bit mental. I, 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 what I'm about to say makes no sense and is utterly ridiculous, but I'm going to say, it, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to say it anyway. See when this draw was made, I immediately felt like we had more of a chance against Bayern than we do PSG. That that is crazy because it's Bayern Munich, but see when Bayern Munich come with Parkhead. I feel like we could like I, I genuinely have some belief that we could do something. Whereas with PSG, I don't know if I'm just getting spooked by the Neymars and Mbappe's, you know, the big individual talents. The best part of half a billion pounds worth of talent. Yeah, but but like they're, they're not they're not a team like Bayern though. Bayern are a team. No. PSG have absolute superstar individuals that there's there's a number of them so they're they're fantastic but I don't know I I just feel like the PSG games they do worry me I feel as if there's like the embarrassment that we had with with uh, with Barcelona. Barcelona I worry that that could happen I don't think it'll happen tomorrow night at home but I just I'm a bit more fearful of them than I am Bayern which just you know, it, it kind of doesn't make sense, but I don't know. That, but then, it, at the other at the other point, you got to think. Well, you know what? Passing the rain, the more night, Parkhead, sixty thousand people going mental. I mean, we 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 can spring surprises. We can do something in that game tomorrow. Um, I just think it's a it's a kind of tricky one. To to set up, how do we set up? Do we? Try and stay compact like we did against, say, Barcelona when we beat them. I mean, I can't ever see Brendan Rodgers playing that way. But you can't say that it wasn't effective against the individual class that Barcelona had at that time. We did nullify them, we didn't create much, but we took our chances when we had them. But I can never see Brendan Rodgers playing that way. Now we've got the players though That are
2: a lot braver on the ball That are going to take that wee bit extra time To make sure that the pass that they pick out Is going to a Celtic player Yeah, We've got talented individuals That are able to run At the PSG defence We've got Roberts Who can dribble past anybody He can show anybody up at any point We've got Sinclair who can run beyond And if we want to put the ball Over the top of them Because I guess we're going to be sitting quite deep and they're going to be playing quite high up. We've got that pace to, to get in behind then. I think the biggest positive for me is if we get any chances from dead balls, we've got Lee Griffiths in that side. And it's important that he plays the majority of the game. See if we get 70 minutes out of him tomorrow. That's going to be fantastic. We just need one, two chances from a corner from him or a free kick that he's got a shot on goal because his delivery has been absolutely fantastic since the end of last season so I think that's going to be the, the biggest thing set plays I'd, I'd feel a bit more confident if we had Boyata on the side
1: because he just always seems to, to find a way mm. of getting on the end of them especially Gr- Griffiths putting the balls in from the corner <laughs> yeah. to Boyata but they, did they not did he Griffiths not assist Boyata at a corner in like three games in a row or something um, yeah, that's for that. but I, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't want to. Anything can happen. At Celtic Park. Anything can happen. Like, I absolutely can. Um, I just really hope that we put in a mature Champions League performance that people look at and go, they absolutely should be here. They, you know, they deserve to be in this competition, playing with the likes of those teams, and they're not going to showing up. And. What do you think this game means for the
0: the kind of progression of players like Tierney and maybe some of the newer players that haven't got game time in the Champions League? And Cham, do you think if he starts, do you think we could see something from him? Is that going to help him progress and get on further? Oh, I,
1: I think this is, this, is, this is why they come to Celtic. Yeah. I mean and Cham wouldn't come to Celtic if one, Brendan Rodgers wasn't the manager and two, we were in the Champions League you know, or, or we had a realistic chance of being in the Champions League um, I think he this, I think he could really fly like Dembele did last year I think he could be absolutely fabulous in this competition for us um, so I have no worries about him, no worries about Scott Brown, no worries about Paddy Roberts, no worries about Sinclair. It all pretty much comes down to the defence. But you know, if if he plays Yozo and Tierney, you know, does Tierney play centre? I mean, we're, we're not going to we're Surely not going to play a three against their three. That would be madness. But what would the formation you would go with tomorrow night? What would you? set up with to
2: start I think last year their first game over in the camp now we started it was at 3-5 was it a 3-5 2 Aye, yes. five to, and we had Gamboa in his first game
1: playing as the the, the, the wing back role yep I, I think we'll be four I think we'll be four at the back and I, I think young Ralston's gonna I, I think he might play I, old well Roush and Lustig, also uh, Tierney, or he's going to do beat on any. we'll go with
0: we'll go with what you would play. But what? do you not think if he was going to if he's going to play Roush would he not played against? Do um, you not started against Hamilton?
1: So, but 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 then you would that would imply that what he played against Hamilton is what he's going to go with. Not
0: necessarily, or? but. But Alston, who hasn't had that many first-team games, you'd think you would maybe get him...
1: But then, like, you know... Put putting him <laughs> up against know, Neymar as well. Nah. Well, it's Anybody who goes up against Neymar is in for a nigh-on-impossible night. I mean... Mikel will smash him. Um,
0: all right, so... Line-up, formation, what's happening? Do you
1: man,
0: know? The team that I would pick... I would go big flappy bird in goals. Aye, your words, not mine. Aye,
1: big <laughs> flapper, Soros Rex. Um, you need to calm that chat down. <laughs> Flappington steel. Oh, um Jesus. He's he's in goals. Then um, I just I just don't like Beaton as a centre half. So I would have to go. Big Al chops. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go. Big Al chops at right back. Lustig Yozo centre half. Perm Tierney left back. Um, midfield of Brown and Cham. Uh, Roberts.
0: McGregor, Oof. Mm.
1: and Sinclair. Uh, and Griffiths up front, so that obviously means I'm being an absolute snake and leaving Tam on the bench. Sometimes but you've got to be tactical. I just, I just think we need, we need, <coughs> yeah, we need energy to to close players down. And Tam, Tam conserves all his energy for when he's on the ball, and that's when he comes alive. Whereas somebody like Calmack He's better. He's better off the ball. We can chase things down. He can harry players, and I, I think we're going to need that to win possession back and then try and exploit them. Um, one thing I would love is to do, if possible, is to try and really make use of Scott Sinclair's running ability. And just I, all too often, I feel as if him and Tierney are almost getting in each other's way, and he accepts a. Sinclair accepts the ball into his feet and then kind of donders a wee bit. I would like to see if we are breaking against counter-attacking PSG. I'd like his. I'd like to see us knock the ball into space. Yep. If the space is there, knock the ball into space and get Sinclair to run on it. Play more like a traditional winger. If you like, when we're counter-attacking, because because Sinc- Paddy Roberts can't do it. He's he's not that type of winger. He does like to humiliate people which is great but if we're trying to break at speed I would like it I'd like to see us do that more often because I feel as if we can be a wee bit too methodical sometimes I'd like to see us just really go for it there was a chance like that against the
2: Tampa Markeys on Friday night I think that was the one that he lifted over the keeper and landed just on the the roof of the net ah right yep yep I've been crying out for that for a while now. play the ball in behind the the, the, the right back and get Sinclair running at them
1: Because his, face, his pace Is frightening um, And if there's one thing That defenders hate Is running towards Their own goals So let's yeah. make them do it If we can and Was it the right Was it PSG's right side That Jeremy said Was their kind of weak side, left side, side so Neymar, left side okay, So Neymar yeah. So Our Paddy Roberts side Well you're fine they done And Raul Look,
0: Chops They've got Sinclair Or they've got Paddy Roberts There's nowhere for
1: For PSG to go Raul Chops And hmm. the overlap <laughs> I just want to keep saying that. Keith, what's your thoughts? Um, I'm t- with them between
2: but the the lineup would be. I'm t- I think we'd we'll go for a, just a normal 4-2-1 one, one type thing that All we've right. got. Um, Gordon and goals. Lustig right back. Jozo, Beton, and KT, the back four. But KT's going to push up. Kind of be like that. Um, wind back. Which means that Brown's going to have to drop in and help out there, which he's been doing. So it's something that we're familiar with as a as a as a team. Um I wouldn't start paddy. I would probably start with Forrest, but more of a kinda kinda liking a, a wing back role. So he's a wee bit further back. He still get that wee bit of pace to get up and support when where possible. Um to midfield would be Brown and Cham and Armstrong. Uh, with Sinclair and just off of Griffiths up top. So Sinclair kind of inside-forward on the left-hand side. It's just a good balance, I feel. There's players that have played together all last season, that are comfortable together, and it's kind of like the formation that we usually play, where KT is getting pushed up, but we're still getting that defensive cover from Brown. Uh, Brown and, you know, only because we have to, I'd be playing bit, bit on in there. But you're getting loosely covering in there as well. Um Armstrong, Katie and Sinclair just worked really well together on the left hand side. And we've got players in there that are brave enough to keep the ball, look for passes. If Brown can be anywhere near as good as he was last season at recycling the ball and with his success rate with the passing, then I think we're we get more of a chance of making a, a game out yet instead of just sitting back and hoping for the best.
0: I mean, we kind of got to go for the jugular as well, a bit. Yeah. Um, go for the jugular. Aye, smacking them a bit. Aye. Aye. So what I'm doing? Go on I'm on then. Going mental. Going in. Oh, right, no. My formation isn't formation standard. Lustig, you was old. Flaps and go aye. Big flappers. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Flatmeister. Uh so Gordon, Lustig, Yozo, Tierney in the centre, Calmack, left back. Fuck it.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> what?
0: Browning and Cham, cause they're a pair of bosses. We get Roberts. I think Roberts looked absolutely fantastic. There were moments of magic on Fright. See that? The, the ball that could play to the wing And he just The oh. one touch up and it with the outside ease,
1: oh. left foot Oh Do you know what I've just thought Sorry I know you're midway Through your team here But you've Your Absolute <laughs> Madness Has just inspired me <laughs> See, when ta- I, one, yeah. See when you're See about Brown and Cham being bosses And we're shitting ourselves About their wide players Right and left back and Sham Brown <laughs> There ma- we are ma- match, match them up against Mbappe
0: and uh, Neymar They're getting none And we've got Armstrong and Calmat they go in the centre of midfield
1: Jesus Why have you never thought of it? Don't know Man Don't mark know. the sh- Out of them. <laughs> See what happens See what they do <laughs> uh, Aye
0: Good, good plan <laughs> Sinclair Rogic We're going for oh, it yes. We're going to smash them oh. Sinclair, Rogic and, and Roberts His feet uh, and then I'm playing Edward because he's gonna score against PSG. It's his old team. Aye, and he knows who there. He's got the intel. Done. I mean, Griffiths might be substantially better than him, but you know what I mean, he's gonna score against PSG. Aye, it's a done deal. Aye. So that's about a terrible team. Um, give us a tweet at ninety minutes cynic with your lineup. Uh, if you disagree or if you agree with. Uh, yeah i come up with the wildest Line up that you can think of <laughs> Yep Top that uh, Should Ralston play? Has he had enough experience? Has he got that pa- He's a tank He's a pacey tank Tank oh, He's a right. He's a thug Yep Get him in there That, that might be the way ahead <laughs> uh, Predictions gentlemen <laughs> Keith I'm going to go
2: for I'm 1-0 Celtic Bold no, no chance No, 2-2 <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: oh I feel as if I'm pressured To say that I think
0: so To go You one. can say we'll lose It's up to you Yeah We've had tons on the podcast Before <laughs> it's fine like- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thanks very much Sorry. Right. Um I think it will be a Respectable Commendable defeat. Fair enough, that's fair enough.
0: Uh, I'm going 4-3 Celtic. It's going to be the best game of European football we've seen in a while. Yes. With an Eduard brace. (laughs) (laughs) Carmack from left back may be getting one as well. Lovely, lovely. (laughs) Why not, we're dreaming. Yes, yes. Um, So we're nearly done, we've got the old Twitter tron, so we'll take some questions from that, and then we'll leave you all to it. So the old Twitter, Keith. What's happening? Um, we've had big response to
2: um, Jeremy coming on the, the podcast, and as you have heard through the interview, we've, we've covered quite a lot of the questions. So thanks to people like Sick Boy, um, he was asking that everyone is banging on about PSG going forward, but how strong are they at the back? Jeremy covered that. Um, Michael Nolan, that Michael Nolan eighty eight, saying when we win tomorrow night, good positive start. I like that. Uh, will it be bigger, smaller, or just about the same as when we beat Barcelona in twenty twelve? Would you do oh. you rate it?
1: You never reach those heights.
2: It
1: was just a magical night with the the one two five. The aye that night, that aye that night was something else. I think it would it would be a it would be very close. Be a classic class. night, but yeah, aye.
2: Well,
1: aye. I love the uh, Brian
2: Murray Murray boy eighty eight Um question, uh, is the strength of PSG considered a bad thing for French domestic football, the way some media in Scotland decried the strength of Celtic uh, unfortunately I didn't get to ask that one but that was, that was very clever um, who else we've got, Oliver Olivier Teboli is tweeted in big fan of the show, love your work Olivier, um, surely happy with Brown's new deal too so yeah, delighted
1: Yep, Mr
2: Master Bowd there is over the moon. Yep, right.
0: Good news all right. Well, right. <laughs> why? Why, why
2: are you?
1: Ah, it's good. Good
0: news. Two year. Two year deal. I would. Have, I would have went for five, but that's me passing over the baton. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, at Ben the Tim
2: is asking, do you think Celtic will? Actually pay the The buyout clause For Edward
1: If he's If he's a success What are we saying That's about 10 million-ish 9 eight, 10 nine, million euros so I think 8 million oh, no. I think it was 8 million pound I think I saw But no, we're not paying that As I say, uh, we're, Was this bef- Was this
0: before the show Or was this on the show I don't know, I don't know If this was it's on the, the show
2: Like we say, but it Depends on If he's going
0: to get yeah. Game time this season To see how good he is ah. uh, to- you know, if Dembele and Griffiths are fit you've got to think he's going to be maybe looking at
1: 8 or 9 games which is that enough to justify spending 8 million pounds It's. I think it's a bit of a funny one you think of what that boy would have to do to warrant us paying that money for him I think he would have to be playing in the Champions League and scoring goals and really come out of nowhere as an absolute revelation but it was us that put surely it was Celtic that Demanded that that option be put in the contract. Yeah. Now, did we ask for an option in there to appease our own fans who didn't see, you know, because we all wanted an option for Paddy? Yeah, uh, is that just a, ge- a, a an empty gesture by Celtic, mm. or are have we put in an option in there because we genuinely are interested in buying them long term? I, I don't know. No, Only time I've... will tell. Obviously, but. I think it's there for a reason. Um because all
0: my in the know sources uh, are telling me that those in the club are were, were delighted to get him, and there was a little bit of almost like wow, we've actually managed to pull this off. Yes. He's very very highly rated. So,
1: I was listening to the the twenty minute times podcast. If you've not listened to the twenty minute times, you should. Um And they were they were talking about. um you know the, the fact that it was you know he was a dead deadline day signing and all that but the, the deal had already been wrapped up it was just he was unveiled I mean it's it's a very cynical take on Celtic's transfer business but it's probably very accurate Peter Law delayed the announcement of that signing just so that we signed someday on deadline day I wouldn't be surprised and I wouldn't be surprised if he's f- flung in that clause or that, that option to buy is nothing more than. Nah.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if we actually signed him at the start of the window and he just controlled the media so much. <laughs> <laughs> and the story wasn't released to the last day. Absolutely. He's been kicking about the West End for the last couple of months. Aye. Uh, aye. I think it, <laughs> he's been dressed as <laughs> be a hound at Barkhead every year. <laughs> <weekend.
2: laughs> One of the, the big things about. If we've got to sign him for £8 million, would be how much we were to sell Dembele for. Because we're not going to, say, we sell Dembele for 15000000 million. We're not going to pay £8 million. Whoa, 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 whoa. £15 million? 15 to 20 million. Say, say we, we don't get as much as we're thinking. Say, we're all hoping for about £30 million for him, at least. Say, we don't get that. The offers only come in about £15 to. To twenty million, there's no way we're going to put an outlay of eight million just to recoup maybe double that in this guy. If it, if he turns out to be a success,
0: well, we well we we need to know that we can sell players for more. But I think A as England just have stupid amount amounts of money, and B as the players we sell down there for significant funds go on and do well. You know, VVD, Wanyama, Forster. That was a
2: big disappointment that Van Dijk didn't actually go.
0: Yeah, for well
1: for us, but yeah. remember we've got cash monies in the bank. But but then this is the thing, right? We we just went through that transfer window, and our net spend must have been three million. The only, like we we paid what four million for Incham. Yep. Maybe paid about I don't know, just under a million for Johnny Hayes. About hey, a bit million. Let's I I see. Ben Hughes probably is probably bit under a million with his kind of the. As money much as that. Made, eh? But then you've got, we got money for, who was it? Uh, Izzy. We get like 1.4 million for Izzy. You know, in relative terms, we did not spend much in that transfer window. not chat that we had to throw a million or two
0: for the Roberts loan deal, maybe? Yeah, and uh, Edward as well. I'm
2: guessing
1: if if we've got that clause, we're still going to have to pay something Mm. towards him. But... We we didn't have we, considering we've got two years yeah. of Champions League money, mm-hmm. you know. We really didn't. We still yeah, really. didn't spend much. Plus we've so, got players like uh, Commons off the wage bill. We got yeah, exactly Guy Steven Something like twenty seven players or something yeah. over the first team in the the unders. Yep. I I don't know. I, I I just think at some point we're gonna we're gonna have to come to a point where. When we sign Eduard for 8
0: million, we sign Paddy Roberts for 8 million, that's 16 million, boom, done. End
1: of the season, already spent, pal. That already in never the bag happen. No, it's not, it's never <laughs> that will never happen. If we buy Paddy Roberts for 8 million, we do not buy another player for about three transfer windows. <laughs> that's how it works. Um, Benny Tim,
2: very good on uh, Twitter. If you, if you don't follow him, give him a, a follow. Um, Do you have much of an appetite For title stripping As some other fans have Or are you
0: indifferent On the issue Aye Get them stripped Strip them all (sighs) It's one of
1: those We all know it should happen We all know they cheated But I don't want them By the way Can I just say I don't want the titles I don't think they should be Given to anybody else Happy with that
0: Market titles They they
1: should absolutely be stripped Tainted with a stench Of their cheating Cheating Death Scum That died it was cheating. Did cheaters uh, see? Uh, in all seriousness, it was cheating. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's just yeah. call a spade a spade. It was cheating. So what happens? Do we just do we just say, oh, that's all right. It's in the past. Who girls crack on. Make sure it doesn't happen again. Or do we say no? Geeze the titles back. Doesn't seem to be any appetite
2: for. You? any of the other clubs apart from Celtic? You were saying that Hibs have released a statement. There's no way Aberdeen are going to do anything unless there is a, a large groundswell of support from the fans that put pressure on the, because, the
1: clubs well, to do this. Well, see, ultimately, I, I think the board boards... I mean, Hibs came out with their statement today and, and Aberdeen done something similar in that they're saying we want to look forward, we want to look at the future and concentrate on the now and the future rather than looking back at the at the past F- people sitting on the boards of football clubs, businessmen and whatever who c- can be affected neg- negatively by what was to happen if their pals get into trouble and stuff like that, it's not in their interest it's, it's the punters who were affected by it and paid the money to go to these games when this st- stuff was going on we're the ones that want the accountability, and I think you'd be hard-pushed to find a club in Scottish football whose fans didn't want it. Yeah, and you can know? we trust that it won't happen again? So who runs Scottish football? Yeah. Who, who is it? Who's Peter Lawl. <laughs> that, that's correct. <laughs> but who, other than Pete, who are the most important people in Scottish football? Is it the fans the good guys or the people on the boards who you don't actually even know?
0: Football without the boards is nothing. I think we can all agree with that.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. They should be stripped. But, you know, what? I'd rather spend my time and energy supporting Celtic than worrying about a now-defunct club.
2: Amen. Um, mark at mark underscore Celtic is asking, is Kieran Tierney the greatest specimen Ever to roam this earth? Just specimen?
0: <laughs> yeah. Aye. I
2: don't think. The billions of years that we've had this planet. This is the evolutionary peak. That
1: is the apex. See, when I have kids, I don't know if I love them as much as KT. Yeah. Will one be called K and one be called T? I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, they're never even going to reach those levels, so it's the point? Aye. I, I, I just think he's. Or why? <laughs> why KT? So the way
2: born, you are holding them in your arms and going, You're such a disappointment
1: to me right now. I would never say that to their face, but... You know. If Katie's on the telly, I mean, God forbid, the win was to be delivered when you're watching the, the football, when the game's on. Aye, I mean, we, that'd yeah, be I a cruel, cruel turn of events. You'd be watching the, you'd be watching the game, wouldn't you? Aye. If Katie's on it. <laughs> in Tam's feet. Anyway. Finally,
2: wrap us up. Um Make it a good one. Well, John Robertson, John Robo84, is asking uh, for her thoughts on uh, De Boer uh, doing the <sighs> castle, going to uh, Castle Greyskull to replace Pedro as manager. Uh, he interviewed with them last Christmas. First of all, can this I just say... This
1: guy had one more question to pull out of that Twitter box and you chose that
0: one.
2: Not that that
1: was an awful question, but she <coughs> can I just say, it's not Castle Greyskull? That's where the good guys...
0: Yeah, it's hey, He-Man's. He-Man's right. who's? It's Mordor. No, it's not. It's Snake Mountain. Snake Mountain. Mordor's. Mordor. Oh, right. Oh, right. As in I thought you were talking about He-Man here. That's fine. Yeah, Mordor's he just see how he just, all how just all? went all geek there? Getting <laughs> <laughs> <not> upset there. <laughs> uh, aye, Mordor will do. Um, so what was the question? <laughs> Boar. Why? Why would he place Pedro, uh, replace Pedro when Pedro's the greatest manager in Britain right now? Oh. I don't understand that with um,
2: the best squad best squad even if he doesn't think
1: it Celtic are running scared of Rangers right now I really really want Pedro to stay <laughs> Oh, like, I really want him to stay he's, he's see that whole thing about the caravan <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> the dog's bark but the caravan <laughs> keeps going that's genius oh. he's um he's interesting he's just he's a gift an absolute yeah. gift I mean, we need to enjoy him while he's here I was meant four games he got, yeah. He was just daft it's staffed, it is daft but I mean, he, that, that guy's he, uh, he must have signed what a three year deal or something, and he's worked for four games. I mean, let's not have any sympathy for the guy, well, he's got a bit of sympathy. He said to pay tax on that for a change, aye, that's, that's well, a bit harsh, that's true, that's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but not even scored that goal and, Do you know the thing That I worry about I, I, I feel for the players You know the players That <laughs> went to that club That he bought And they were like Aye I want to play for you Four games He's off He's been sacked They do must be sitting there Going I'm about to get relegated To the Crystal Palace And Sam Allardyce Or Roy Hodgson Is going to be my manager <laughs> <laughs> I mean those poor boys Yeah. Never even held of
0: Crystal Palace. Um, <laughs> I had a really. I, I'm sure it was a great point. I did have a point. It's gone. It's Done. It was. Yeah. It was. But your podcast. poise was wonderful there. It the was hands ready to go. Ready to strike. <laughs> oh my god. No. I'm <laughs> us. Yeah, that's <laughs> us. I hate us. All right. Well, thanks very much for listening. Uh, thank you again to Jeffrey from not Jeff- Jeremy. Geoffrey. <laughs> <laughs> You bungled that one I did <laughs> This gal wouldn't have done that <laughs> uh, Jeremy thanks very much for coming on uh, Very insightful Louie it's been a pleasure Thanks for getting my name right <laughs> Well I've got that written down uh Hart G Ginty88 on the old twitter tron It is indeed Give Thank you Mr Boud Yep it's been a pleasure Thanks for listening And I'm on the hips.